We've been in a series, it's a mini-series called uh, The Gift in Giving. And I've been communicating that there's more going on when we give than we really realize when we release that gift to the Lord when we give. Uh, there's gift in giving. There's more than the gift itself. There's other gifts that are being released. And so this, this morning, I'm going to continue on. Uh, and I'd really love to go recap, but I want to leave myself enough time to be able to talk about uh, what it is that I have in my heart to share with you this morning. You can go back and listen online for you that don't know. Uh, you can go on cotmtyler.org and you can get the previous podcast and listen that away. But today I want to talk to you about the gift, the gift of love that is in the gift of giving or the gift in giving. When we give a gift, uh, there is another gift that is being released potentially, and it's called the gift of love. And you'll know uh, and, and, and understand that a little bit more in a little bit. But I want to take you to Malachi. It's a, a, a very familiar passage of scripture if you've been around church. And uh, I want to share it with you. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 and uh, through 12, it says, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, In what way have we robbed you? And it goes on to say, In tithes and offerings. Now, I've made this comment over the past couple of weeks, and I'll be concluding this series today, but I made this comment that one of the greatest ways that we rob God is we rob him of the potential of blessing our life. We, we rob him of, of being uh, as active as he wants to be in our lives when we withhold any kind of gift that he wants us to be giving. There's so much more that God has going on, and that takes place when he asks, asks us to do something in, in obedience. And when we obey God, when you're willing and obedient, the Bible says you'll eat the best of the land. And I think that many times we're not eating the best that God has for us. We're not uh, partaking of the best that God has for us in our life because uh, for some reason we're maybe not willing or we're not obedient. Or we're obedient, but we're not willing. He wants attitude along with action. He wants a willingness behind our obedience. And so when we have the right attitude, I've, I've heard this uh, said before, I've been around the block a little bit, uh, I've been in ministry for over 30 years, 31 years, and, uh, and I've, I've heard people say, well, I'm going to obey God, but I don't really want to do it, and I'm thinking, you might as well not do it, uh, because it's through willingness and obedience that you eat the best of the land. And so God, how do we rob God? We rob him in tithes and in offerings. It goes on to say, once again, uh, it says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open, the, open for you the windows of heaven and pour you out such a blessing that there, is not a, uh, not, that there will not be room enough to receive it, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine of your fruit, uh, nor shall the vine f- fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. 
And all the nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord. Now, let me just say this, is that the Bible says here, and I've I've said this over the past couple weeks, if you've been with us, is that he will open the windows. It's plural, not singular. There's more than one channel that God wants to bring blessing into our life. And, and I talked about how those uh, channels look or those blessings or windows look. And it's, you know, many times when we give, many people think it's just going to be poured back onto us in, in that somebody's just going to come and dump it in our lap. But more likely or most likely it's going to come in a, in, in a, in a way of favor He's going to give us opportunities. He's going to give us ideas. He's going to give us connections and uh, that he wants us to seize and leverage to its full potential for his glory. And so we need to be aware of those things. And God will do those things on our behalf in our life. Okay, so with that being said, that's foundational. We need to understand that anytime God wants us to do something, it's, it's, it's for our, our best interest. It really is. That uh, it is not only a blessing to, in this case, he's talking about bringing your tithes, which is your plural, it's plural, into the storehouse, singular, that you're to bring all your tithes. It's not meant for you to distribute at your will. It's to be brought into where you're being fed and cared for uh, spiritually into a local body of, of believers, into a church. And, and, and as you do that, then uh, that's part of what God says will bring blessings or windows, open windows for you in your life. Okay? You got that? And so uh, here's what I wanted to say in, in starting out is that tithing specifically is not conditional. It's not, it's not conditional. In other words, uh, if the conditions are right, then I'll tithe. Then I'll tithe. Because I hear a lot of people and they, they, they'll give the excuse of their condition of why they do or don't tithe. I'm here to tell you that tithing is a blessing all the time. You do it because it's asked of you. But most importantly, as we talked over the past few weeks, we do it first of all because it honors God, it honors us, and it honors others. And so we talked about the gift of honor. And, and, and so it, it does a number of different things. And then last week we talked about the gift of life. There's life that's released. We don't want to hold on to something that's not going to produce life for us and for our future and for our children and our families, okay? And so what I want to do this morning is that uh, there's a lady that's been uh, tithing to our church for uh, several years. And, and she uh, reminded me last week about her testimony and uh, said if I ever wanted to use it, that I could use it. And I, I told her to come up here and spend a couple of minutes just sharing with you uh, her deep, deep, deep conviction of tithing and the difference that it's made. And so, Shonda, would you come on up here and share with, share with us? Come on up here. And, uh, and so, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Would you just uh, share your heart with us? Yes, um... I want to tell you about how tithing um, brought my dad out of alcoholism and into the church um, because tithing builds faith in such a way. When I was 21, um, I worked every Sunday and every Wednesday, and I was in an apartment by myself that I could barely afford scraping by, and I started sending my tithe to my mom so she could put it into her church because I couldn't find one. Um, I just didn't have the time to do it, and um, I had gotten a notice that my rent was going to go up $10, 
and $10 was a lot to me at the time. And um, I, so I talked to the landlord and they said, hey, we're charging $50 more than that to everybody else. So that's just, it's just going up. And so I went upstairs and I prayed about it. And uh, I just felt God say, trust me. And so I said, okay. So I went downstairs and I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and renew my lease. I'm just going to trust that it's going to work out. And uh, before I could get those words out of my mouth, they said, you know what? Um, We're actually uh, not going to raise your rent. In fact, we want to give you $100 off this next month coming up um, because you've been such a great tenant. Um, But it wasn't because I was a great tenant. It was because of God. Um, And that built my faith so much. It really did. It just, it was just encouraging. And then, um, my mom called me one day and she said, I'm having a hard time with your dad. I I've prayed and I've prayed and I just don't know what to do. And I said, well, let's pray right now. I said, this has just happened in my life. And I know that just God is going to work through this. And, uh, we started praying and, uh, we said, I, I said, what, whatever it takes, God, And my mom started crying, and she said, what if it takes you getting hurt? And I said, Mom, we have to let that go. We have to give that to God, because we can give this to God. We can give that to God. And and he lost his job. That's what happened. That's what it took, Um, because he didn't have the money for alcohol anymore. And so um, then... Through that and through just my experience and how passionate I had become, because that's not the only thing. It's over and over again, I can tell you more. But um, this particular thing, God just worked and worked and worked. And um, my my dad finally, you know, gave it up to God and started tithing and got a job and now is in the church and is active. And I could tell you more times over and over and over again that tithing has just blessed us more than just financially. Um, but I just wanted to share that. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you. And she's, and I've seen Shonda over the years and she, she now has her own practice. Uh, and, uh, she, she has her own business and it's just, uh, she, in the middle of all of that, even the startup of that, and in, still in the startup really phase, I mean, young, it's young business, and she's just faithful, just faithful to give, faithful to tithe, and, and God's been there, and she, her conviction of that has just been incredible. It's been great, great. And so the point being is that it's not conditional, and uh, we want to we see everyone succeed. And, uh, and so when God asks something of us, it's not to take away, it's to bring blessing. And again, there's a greater gift. Uh, I loved how she said it. It's not just financial. That's just part of it. Gosh, there's so many other things that it sets in motion. And, uh, but it's, it's, it's something that I want to talk about today that uh, I think that we need to see takes place uh, that when we give our gifts, when we give of our tithes, when we give of our offerings, that we're not just releasing something, that we're actually setting into motion uh, some, some bigger things to take place on our behalf. And so with that, with that I, wanna, I just want to share the gift of giving and what it does and how it impacts our life. And, and so the gift in giving, number one, is your gift of love to God. It, it's your gift of love to God. 
there's love that's being expressed and given. Remember, God so loved the world, John 3.16. Y'all know that scripture, right? How many in the house know that scripture? Let's throw it up. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he... So what does love do? Love gives. It gives. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Almost everybody knows that scripture. But notice here, when God gave, guess what the gift was being given? is the gift of love. The, lift, the gift of love. And for us, when we're giving, I don't, I, that's what I want our motive to be. I want our motive to be uh, it, uh, us giving love to God. It's your, your gift of love to God. Uh, and I've told this story so many times, but I, I just honestly, honestly feel that people still haven't caught a revelation of this, this uh, in, in their life, this taking place. Years ago, I, I was doing ministry. I was doing it, making an impact, uh, sharing, my, sharing my life, and I give my life away. And, and, uh, and, and, but I was doing it for the wrong reason. The motivation was wrong. I was doing it to fulfill a call in my life. I was doing it to, uh, to release the gifts, the spiritual gifts that God's given on my life and placed on my life. And it was, made, it was being a blessing in people's life. But God got hold of me and he says, you're doing it for the wrong reason. He says, you do it because you love me and because you love people. How many of you ever heard me tell that story? Okay, I've told it over and over and over again. And I'm going to tell it until it resonates in people's heart, until they capture this. And, and, and really, honestly, I see it more clear than any, any time before that when, when I give, whether it's my finances, whether it's my time, my energy, myself, whatever I'm giving, that I am giving that as a gift of love, first of all, to God. That it's, it's, it's my, my love being given to God. And if we don't get a revelation of this, then I believe we're going to miss out on what God has for us. I, I believe that so many times that people think whenever they give of their time or their energy, their finances, or whatever they give of, they, they feel like they're, they're giving something that they're never going to get back. That they're releasing of something that, that, that's making, that's depleting them rather than adding something to them. And when we give, whatever it is that we're giving, we give, first of all, we give it as a gift of love to God. Because God, we truly love you. And I want, I want you to receive this from me. It's a gift to you. But we're also not giving something that we're not going to get back. I mean, God's going to pour it back onto our lives. And so, but we need a revelation of this. I heard this statement that I thought was fabulous that I want to give you today. And it's this, revelation always requires our response before it becomes a reality. You want me to say it again? Revelation always requires our response before it becomes a reality. And so when we get a revelation of something, if we don't respond to it with action then it never becomes real to us. It never becomes a reality. I believe that people are getting revelation of this, but they're not responding to it out of fear or whatever reason. And it does not become real to them. And once something becomes real to them, as it has with Shonda, then, man, nobody can talk you out of it. And, and there's no condition that's going to talk you out of it. You're going to do it because it's the right thing to do. And so I want you to get a revelation of this.
is that your gift, when you give it, first of all, it's a gift of love to God. That God is receiving, again, God so loved the world that he gave. And I'm going to tell you something. We love God so much that we ought to give. That we ought to give of our time, our talent, our treasures. We ought to give because we love God. This is our gift to you, God. And and the Bible says where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, Matthew 6.21. And so wherever wherever you are putting your treasure, that's where your heart follows also. Secondly, the second thing I want to share with you this morning is in the gift of giving, the gift in giving, is that your, uh, the gift in giving is your gift of love to people. It's your gift of love to people. First uh, John says it this way in uh, chapter 16. It's interesting that John 3.16 says uh, that God so loved the world that he gave. And then First John chapter 3 verse 16 says it this way. It says, this is how we know what love is. Christ gave his life for us, we too then ought to give our lives for others. If we are rich, some translations say if we have plenty, if we have more than we need, if we are rich and see others in need, yet close our hearts against them, how can we claim that we love God? My children, our love should be just, uh, not just words and talk, it must be true love which shows itself in action. Once again, your giving, my giving, is our love expressed. Whether somebody receives it or not. Uh, let, me, let me just share a story with you. Just uh, happened. Uh, there was, there, and this has happened a couple of times. One was years ago where, uh, where my wife and I, uh, we gave something to someone. And, and they, they asked us not to give. Not to give them this. It was is an individual said, "Please don't give. I have. I, I. I just rather you not give anything to me because I feel like I need to return a, something to you or give something back." They had a difficult time receiving, and some people have a difficult time of receiving. And I, I'm going to tie this in here in just a second. But uh, just uh, it wasn't long ago that we we my wife and I, I I had been searching for a car for somebody that was didn't have a vehicle and and found one and and gave that vehicle to this person. Well, that person rejected that that uh, gift. They said they didn't want it. And I thought, wow, why you're you're without vehicle? You're having to get rides from people, and it's like, why wouldn't you want? And 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 honestly, it was a, it was a little tough when and with both individuals uh, when you when you give something, or at least for me, okay, at least for me, when I'm giving something to somebody, I'm giving my love. It's not the item. It's not the thing, it's not the money, it's not the time, it's not the energy, it's not... Like this morning, I'm giving, I'm pouring my heart into you. I'm, I've studied all week, I've, pour, I've sought God all week, and I'm coming and I'm going to pour everything that I have. I might, I might, you know, whatever it is that I have, I want to pour it out in you. And, and, and it's, it's more than the content, it's more than that, but I'm giving of my love to you. And, and what's difficult is that when somebody rejects that, they're not just rejecting the gift, they're rejecting the love Amen. behind the gift. Amen. But nonetheless, we still ought to be giving. Amen. There's been times where I've, I've, I've spent, uh, where I just had something that I felt like I wanted to share in my heart. And, uh, and, and I've communicated it to someone and, 
and I get absolute no response. And, and I feel, oh gosh, how difficult that is. I mean, it's, you're, you're pouring your heart out, and it's like th- there's no response from that individual. As, as if it was no big deal. And it, it may have not been a big deal. I don't know. And it could have been a great deal. It could have been life-changing. I have no idea. They just didn't respond. But I'm, I'm here to tell you that uh, we all ought to still give, regardless of other people's response, because we all ought to love people more than, than, uh, than anything else, than our things, than our time than our energy because it's love that never fails and i'm not talking about uh human love i'm talking about god's kind of love a god's kind of love human love will marry you one day and <laughs> divorce you the next you understand that right god's love never fails god's love never ends and so we love people with all of our heart so the gift within giving is not only a gift to God, our gift of love to God, but also our gift is also a gift of love to people. Why do we give so much to our, in our church? Why do we ask our dream team, our, our small group leaders, to give of their lives to, to impact people's lives? Because we believe that people are valuable and that they're worth it. We believe that, that, uh, that we're here to, on a mission, that our life is just a vapor. We're here for a short time, and, and that our life ought to be spent giving ourselves to others to make a life-giving difference. Not because of what we get back, whether we get a response back or not. We give it because we love people. We love people. And that's what I want us to see today. We just love people. It's our gift of love to people. Why do you tithe? Because it's your gift of love to people. I was sharing with our team this morning. We we support we support two uh, major uh, church planning organizations. One is a local, one is an international, and our international uh, 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 organization that we help support. We uh, had a target of of planting fifteen hundred churches this year. Well, we're right close to a thousand this year, a thousand churches overseas that we've been a part of planting there, and you guys are part of making that happen. Isn't that awesome? Listen, we as a church, we tithe. I want you to understand that your money doesn't just take care of business here, but we tithe. We have purpose. We believe in this so much that we have taken and we've dedicated out of the first, at least we take a minimum of 10% and tithe it back out into the world, but we take a minimum of 4% that goes back to church planning. Both of those organizations get 2% of all income that comes into our church for church planning. And so we believe in this, and we're giving towards that, and you're making a difference through your giving. It's your gift of love to this world. It's your gift of love that's making a difference. It's your gift of love that's making an impact with people that don't even know your name, may never know your name, but you're doing that through your giving. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for making that happen. And so... And then, and then the third thing that I want to share with you this morning, the, the gift in giving, is, is God's gift of love to us. It's God's gift of love to us. How does that work? When we give, that it's God's gift of love back to us? I'm going to tell you how that is, and I'm going to share with you, but let me t- give you James chapter 1, verse 17. 
It says, all generous giving and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or slightest hint of change. God, I mean, he is perfect. He's awesome. He's, I mean, he, he knows what he's doing. Okay, that's, that's what this is saying. And he doesn't change. There's no need to change. He's got it down. He knows what, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not malfunctioning. His principles, his values, his, his, his word does not malfunction. It works. Amen? So, you know, and we, we experience all kinds of glitches here in, in, our, in this world, physically. Uh, you know, devices, uh, cars, and that type of thing. But God never malfunctions. And so the Bible says that every, perf- every gift from above is perfect. It's good. Let me tell you why. Uh, because God is perfect and he is good. And so anything that God asks for us is a gift to us. Anything that God tells us, us to do, it's a gift. Because there's more attached to it. It's his gift of love back to us. You remember the rich young ruler? He came to Jesus, and, and you can read it, and we're not going to get into that today because it's too long. But Mark chapter 10, you can read the story. He came to Jesus, and he said, what can I do to be saved? And Jesus said, do this, do this, do this. And he was talking about some different uh, areas in the Ten Commandments. And he says, I've done it since I was a youth. And then he said this. He, said, he says, one thing that you, in verse 21, you can uh, bring that one up, Chris. Uh, in Mark chapter 10, verse 21, it says this, Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him, said, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come and take up your cross and follow me. He says, Jesus, looking at him, guess what he did? He loved him. And he says, Give. Let me tell you something. He's asking the same of us. He told him, go give it all away. He's, he's asking the same of us. Give it all away. Give it all to me. I, he's not telling you to go sell your stuff and go give it that away. But he wants you to give your whole life to him. And say, God, whatever you want, whatever you ask of me, then it's yours. When you live your life as if you are just a manager, a steward of it, and not the owner, and that God's the owner of it, which he is anyway, then when he asks something of you, you know it's his anyway. He knows better, and he knows how to handle his resources better than we do. Isn't that right? And, and, And by the way, he knows how to get it back to you. And, and the disciples were boggled by this. The disciples says, man, how, how, how can anybody be saved then? And, and, and Jesus said this. He says, those who trust in riches, it's hard for them to enter into the kingdom of God. He doesn't want us trusting in riches. He wants us, he wants us trusting in him. Amen. And as we do, he tells us, this, was, this, was what, this, will, this is what will happen in, in our life. In verse 29, it goes on, Jesus said, he said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one that has left house, or brothers, or sister, or father, or mother, or children, or lands, or for my sake in the Gospels, who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses, and brothers, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands with persecutions in the age to come, eternal life. 
And I finished this, and I, and I, was, I was just thinking about this. Please get hold of this. I finished this. I, 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 think, I thought about this. My, my faithfulness is my gift of love to God. And his faithfulness to my, me is his gift of love to me. If I will be faithful to him, he's going to be faithful to me. God will be faithful to the faithful. And I'm here to tell you, if you will, if you will just treat your life as being a steward then God will take your life and he'll make it into something that, not, no, that it, 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 only that he could make it into. Uh, it is stated about this rich young ruler. There are, there are, there are um, theologians that think that this rich young ruler, that uh, the disciples were looking at him as taking the place of Judas when Judas fell. And that he missed his opportunity. Not only did he miss his opportunity to receive more, but he re- missed his opportunity. And he would, he would have been a great leader. He was already a great leader. He was a rich young ruler. He was already managing great resources. He was managing people. He was doing a great job. But he missed a greater purpose in his life. Because he was unwilling to release that gift of love that God wanted him to release to him and trust him with it. And, and, and what I'm saying is that anytime you give, whether it's your time, whether it's your talent, whether it's your money, your resources, your treasures, it's God's gift back to you. His gift of love back to you because he wants to pour on you more than you could ever, ever, ever imagine. Amen? Amen. I believe... I believe that God's speaking to us, that he's trying to raise us up to a different level. I, I, this is probably a message that I, if I could preach any message, and I'm not talking about giving, but I'm talking about giving my life away. I'm not talking about giving finances. That's, that's part of it, small portion of it. But if you'll give your life away, then you're going to find true life. If you hold on to your life, if you become selfish with your life, then you lose it. Today, if you want God's best in your life, give him the gift of love through your giving. Whether it's your time, your energy. Some of you have been holding back. You've been, you've been for whatever reason, maybe because of past hurts, past pains, past disappointments, whatever it may be. You gotta, you've got you've to make a shift. You've got to make a change and start giving your life away. Amen? Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you.